0: The oh, The list of things to run by is quite long Yeah, yeah, perfect I, uh
1: Yeah I was, oh, yum Okay, first of all, thoughts <laughs> On the original packaging here I love it, eh It looks a bit like duff
0: beer <laughs> <laughs> Which I quite like Cheers Cheers mm. Yeah, I mean, it worked on me Mm. For sure it did. I was like, oh, I've got to try that. And even though something in my brain knew that I've had twoies before in a blue can. This is better than twoies new, for sure. How, okay, so, gun to your head, how certain are you about that? Very certain. I'm not a big twoies (laughs) new fan. Like, I don't know whereabouts
1: along the line twoies new got a bad rap in my head. But there's somewhere along the path where the, the big three... Aussie beer VB Carlton Draft and two his new mm-hmm. somewhere along the way they sort of split off into three parts VB just occupied this supreme status the go to Carlton Draft was you know if VB wasn't on offer I was happy to drink Carlton Draft Taste-wise, it was pretty well on par. This is
0: just your paradigm, this right? Is this my is my not opinion. a universal... No, no, no. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> this is my experience. Agreement of the... the okay. F- of the big three. The yeah. big three. This is my experience. And Tuis is just parked. And Tuis
1: knew, like, probably... Very last. very early in my drinking days, so it just... It just got slammed. You're just like, forget it. Forget this beer. Yeah, and it's only <laughs> just very recently started to make a comeback in my
0: books. Is it the packaging that's well, provoked that? No, no, because it's happened prior to this, but it. Are I you guess, sure that wasn't another packaging change?
1: Well, what I mean, well, maybe not a packaging change, but certainly somewhere along the way, advertising has played a very big role because I think, like, for. From my memory, it was certainly a taste thing was the first thing
0: that made me, like, blacklist it. I remember... At, okay, can, I, can we just acknowledge one variable in this situation, yeah. that your tongue today is probably pretty different to your 16-year-old tongue or whatever age you were when you first drank a 2 Sure. I wonder if you just started interpreting it differently and it might actually be the same thing.
1: But I guess, like...
0: You're a coffee guy, you know what I'm saying, yeah. right? I guess Did you have But do you Sorry I didn't mean to cut you off Do you have an identifiable moment Where you Had a sip And you're like Nah I'm Pouring the rest down the drain
1: Yeah I, Like <laughs> I remember early on Yeah Having two is new out of a bottle And just like You know I think it was available At, a, at an 18th maybe Or something like That was the the Supplied beer mm. I remember just being like This is Actually tastes like garbage <laughs> Like considerably worse than all all, all the other standard sort of beers.
0: See, I had that, I had the exact same scenario, but slightly different with Bex. Some wanker thought Bex was a good idea at an 18th as well, but it's literally exactly the same thing. At an 18th, I was like, I don't drink much Bex, (laughs) obviously, (laughs) but this is the only beer here. Yeah, absolutely. i have a Bex. And then just sipping and just going, wow. thought this was one of the expensive ones in the cool room. oh
1: I had a friend (laughs) maybe
0: yeah sort of just after high
1: school age who (laughs) I remember just like was one of those guys I think was subconsciously trying to prove a point that he knew beer and so like anytime I went anywhere (laughs) with him He would
0: always, like, be the one to sort of make a bit of a show about what beer he'd brought. Like, everyone's having it in a a fucking stubby, and he's like, have you got a glass back there refrigerated if possible? Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Or, like, no one else has even taken notice of what beers
1: everyone else has brought Yeah. but he's like that. Oh, have you had a Bex? A, I brought some Bex in the fridge. <laughs> Wait, how old are you at this age? 19. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just like, so to wake up. Yeah, and I remember, I specifically <laughs> remember him bringing Bex, thing and having that that same moment with Bex. And looking at this guy going, going like, you're fucking full
0: of it, aren't you? Being like... This is rubbish, yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> what are like? Fuck, we've got 23 more of these. Yeah, no, I don't rate it Bex. But... I feel like it's an interesting... that There's so many variables that could have meant that this is the same oh, beer yeah. you've always drunk and it's just your interpretation of it that's changed oh, over time according 100%. to, like, age or packaging.
1: Or just, yeah, or just the way advertising works. Mm. Like, I remember learning about Corona a few years ago. You know how they used to have... Um, their slogan used to be, from where you'd rather be. And pretty much all their advertising was... Um, very like summer and beachy orientation. Yeah, yeah. And I remember saying that the reason that they changed their marketing slogan from that to find your beach, remember when they changed it? So that was the I one. I wasn't paying enough attention. But. Right, so they, off. what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so they had, from where you'd rather be, and it was always like people drinking Corona on the beach. And their sales in summer were bloody brilliant but their sales in winter were terrible right and so they changed their advertising campaign to find your beats to try and move away from its connotations of always being a summer beer to try and because basically like you know half the year they were
0: doing poorly right 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 because it was so seasonally effective yeah yeah pretty crazy hey have you heard of seasonal affective disorder I think I have. It's a real psychological condition with the acronym SAD. <laughs> Is that a- so? It's like it's it's too funny not to laugh about, but it's quite a serious thing about how how much better everyone feels in the summertime. Like you and I have long discussed oh. how much, like you, you've told me about how you diary like daylight savings. You're like counting oh, it, it in. My favourite. It's my favourite. And of then the year. it's just like bang. Yeah. It's a different life. It's a different life. Well, mate, it's like those northern hemisphere winters where it doesn't get light until 8.30 and then it goes down at three and Dude. like it's full of clouds. So the sun barely rises and there's all these neurochemical pathways that don't fire properly, like things like melatonin and all the rest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Yeah, but like, and, it's a real thing. Out. You just
0: feel like shit in the yeah, winter, mate. Mu- much more than in the summer. So it's no surprise that it's in Corona's marketing. What do, By find your beach, do they mean like... Beach is more of a, a concept yeah, than yeah, a noun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, like, the beach can be at a ski lodge or the beach can be at the bar nearest to your work on a Friday afternoon. Find, exactly. find the beach wherever you are. Yeah, I don't know about just subverting just a like, like that.
1: I <laughs> think <laughs> it's just, you know, when you're at the beach more times than you're not, you're there because... You're not at work and you're just yeah, kicking yeah. back and enjoying exactly that. Enjoying the season. Yeah. And so they're trying to say, well, like, all right. Yes, seasonal, like summer's a seasonal thing, but we're going to try and help you make winter-summer as well. Yeah. Session some coronas in winter. It yeah. might
0: feel like the same thing. <laughs> well, I mean, winter is, like, arguably dying anyway.
1: Well, in some places,
0: I mean, yeah. I don't feel like we had it. It's interesting to use the same word for what we just had compared to... A Northern Hemisphere winter, for example. Oh. Like, we had such a mild winter in Sydney. There was, yeah. no, there was no icy periods or anything. Oh, did, no rain, obviously. Didn't stop the masses from saying it was freezing.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you're fucking on, okay. like... Well, okay, would you, would you rather someone, like, come at you in the morning on the coffee machine with, like... D minus shit banter about the weather like oh god it's cold oh god it's windy oh geez so smoky this funny or would you prefer them to just have their phone out and kind of say the absolute bare minimum so they can almost ignore you oh, I don't know probably I would prefer the latter to be frank with you like if you're not gonna if, you, if you're gonna waste time talking like making some inane nonsensical observation that neither of you are really passionate about like <laughs> just shut up just shut the fuck up is that, your, is that oh, you? Oh, actually, I'd, no. <laughs> now
1: that you put it that way, I'm I am just enjoying
0: putting it. words in your mouth, basically. <laughs> no,
1: nah, because I kind of, I'd still, I appreciate the gesture. Whether it's just, it's just <clears> the <throat> common denominator that all humans, it's just become like when there's silence, that's what you fill it with.
0: Between, I don't know, between man. Between strangers. I, it's, a, it's a trope. I'd almost prefer them be silent. Like if you're, if you're just going to, because like to do that is, for the sake of it, is very different to do it for the sake of connection. Yeah, right. And when it's, it's almost like there's an opportunity cost of what you could have connected with instead more yeah. authentically had you not bothered with like an exchange that no one's going to think about. Yeah. And they, say, and they say being a barista is just a simple, straightforward job. I reckon it's, as cl- it's a reasonably practical psychology degree in some oh, ways. Don't you reckon? Absolutely. You just get I, every single kind of person. I mean... And you can chew the area for as long as you want. It just... Uh, it teaches you to
1: just... I don't know. I guess just like the dynamic quality of just what sociality is. Like... I'm forever grateful of me being able to see, like, to be exposed to so many more people than I would otherwise be. Mm. And, like,
0: Mm.
1: obviously, the walks of life that you're going to attract are... Diverse. Well, I mean, they're obviously restricted in the sense that you're coming across these people in the same geographical place. Oh, right. So, you're not, I mean, you're not going to see all sides of the coin, but...
0: You know, yeah, it's fucking diverse. I think my my most appreciated thing about it is that it's just full of baselines. Like there's, everyone knows what the situation is when you're buying a coffee. Like whose role it is. Most people. But I mean, that's what I mean. Like for the most part, there's a lot of definitions about who's doing what in that scenario and how how whatever social conduct might happen should go. That because you get the same... Set of circumstances for all of these different people. It's like it's like a more privileged opportunity to observe because you have you've got comparable data. (laughs) Exactly. Is that the phrase I'm trying to tease out here? Comparable data. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because you're just throwing the same equations at different people. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's a nice way of putting it. Exactly. Seeing what they chew up. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just dialing everyone
0: in. Pretty well. Yeah.
1: We're just giving everyone a quiz, essentially. We're just seeing how you perform on it. Do you find? <laughs> feel free not to answer this.
0: first <laughs> <laughs> time you've ever given me that, that luxury on this. Well, definitely don't answer it specifically. But do you find that like, so, you learn like there's definitely patterns among certain types of people, and you can almost begin to anticipate people a little bit better because you can start linking up certain traits or characteristics that they have from your comparable data and going like, oh, this guy does this when we talk about this or I've noticed him like this or this woman's always doing this when this happens or whatever. You've just got like all this subconscious data and then you can almost, I say feel free not to answer this because it's dangerous to then start assuming other things about someone who hasn't presented that at face value to you but you can pretty accurately guess other things about them. I feel like it's things like you can tease out that a massive bloke who has a strong, flat white with two sugars is pretty keen to talk about the NRL.
1: More yeah. so than no, yeah. more so
0: than a chick that has a skim latte, for example. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. two very reductive examples, but...
1: Oh, yeah. Like, if you're talking about the things like... If I was to say... Like, if you... Okay. If you were to go into a police sketch artist <laughs> and sketch... A skim lat- large skim latte drinker, you'd be able to pretty much nail it. I'd definitely be
0: able to nail some, some <laughs> demographics, yep.
1: Is that what you mean? Like.
0: Well, okay, so let's see, let's see, let's offer one thing at a time each and see if we agree on what the stereotypical large skim latte is. Okay, well. I'm you... gonna start. Yeah. Female.
1: <laughs> Between the yeah. ages of
0: 35 and 60. Yep. Um, single or wishing. Well,
1: okay. We'll say unhappily married.
0: (laughs) We should probably just call it
1: that. I'm so sorry if you drink skim lattes. I'm not. You know who you are. <laughs> well, and if you don't, <laughs> then, <laughs> then you should feel like you're in the minority because most people also drinking your coffee are <laughs> repping a different brand to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Yeah, you're part I mean, of a tribe the, whether you realise it or not. The,
1: the symbols on your coffee lid are your brand. and, and We all know what this strong flat white
0: club is. <laughs> Almost certainly a male. So I would suggest that, that probably no serial killers just have a regular flat white. Oh, no way. <laughs> no. Regular flat white, you sort of...
1: You got introduced to coffee when you first entered your business job and you've sort of never asked too many questions. You, you tried out skim milk for a bit... You had soy and then you got paid out when you brought it back to the office. (laughs) And then you you probably started with two sugars and you're pretty proud of the way you've worked your way down to zero after five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang on. (laughs) That's a regular flat white. Murder's zero. strong flat
0: white, murder's (laughs) greater than a thousand. (laughs) No, I think it's like, I I watch out for the espresso drinkers, man. (laughs) Yeah. They're the kind that,
1: I don't know. They're they're either wannabe Italians or they are. Italians.
0: They're. You know what? I feel like I'm almost definitely going to be more interested in someone drinks that drinks an espresso than drinks like a regular flat white. They're, not to say the regular flat white's going to be boring or I won't be interested by them, but the espresso is like a bright red signal. It's just like yeah. Like, well, You've it got is. some fucking. something about you. Like I, I feel like there's almost. Yeah, it's a guaranteed character. It might be a good or a bad one, but.
1: I I couldn't agree with that more. If you're an espresso, you just. There's something about you that's just a little bit sick, and it could be in a good <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I would say that most statisticians probably drink espressos. They're just a bit sick. Yep. Yep. But. In a good way or a bad way or a bit of both.
0: Yeah, it is like... I, I just... How fucked up is that? I think about that so frequently, about all the horrible people that I've given a coffee to with a smile and said, have a good day, dude. <laughs> you know, like, statistically, it's a guarantee that we've made coffee for rapists and murderers oh, and that sort of on.
1: thing. come on. There's no need to come up
0: with that. Well, oh, I don't know. <laughs> We're talking about espresso drinkers here. <laughs> Errol, what about...
1: <laughs> what about... <laughs> no, nah, all right, come on. We can okay. go on forever. Okay. <laughs> gonna, but I, I understand, mate. It's just based on data. That's just another data entry point. Yep. What's your coffee order? It's <laughs> wrong, but white. Okay. <laughs>
0: all right, I've got something to run by. Jeez. I've got my first thing to run by. Oh, no, this isn't all you... Do- oh, my, might be, actually. <laughs> okay, so... Sure. Okay, so you know how phones are ruining children. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm on the ocean. Floor. Like, if you want what to you break, want? if you want to break your baby, give it an iPad. You know, like. Okay. So if you want to create talking... an espresso drinker, he's gonna have a body count.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, let's just because I don't want to always sit on uh, on one side of the fancy. Let's just say. Yes, technology is <laughs> certainly changing childhood.
0: Yep. Sure. And how the scariest thing about it is that it hasn't been around long enough for it, us to know the long-term effects of it. Correct. And if it takes roughly two decades, then like in the two decades that it takes for it to destroy human consciousness, that the, that human consciousness is then eligible to vote and be an adult in the world. Yeah. Um, I had this thought that if it comes out that t- that like screens are as unhealthy as cigarettes, for example, and we just need to i mean like the science is almost in on that, but as soon as we just need to wait for this long term data, if that becomes the case and there's measurable problems with the eventual adult if it's had screens its whole life mm. wouldn't a uh, Effective an effective control be to limit the age at which you can access a touch screen. I've been trying to basically, I've basically reconciled this as an inevitable future, be it through too much black mirror, too much something else. I've just like, say that's a guarantee. Yeah. Then, just like there's a, an age for alcohol and tobacco and stuff, maybe winding back to just a screen that you can look at but it doesn't it's not interactive it's not a touch screen until you're 18 years old could be a pretty good way to mitigate the effects of screens on like cognitive yeah, development
1: that's a really interesting idea it's um it's funny because I'm trying to ask myself why why haven't you know any kind of regulation why have we not tried to intervene earlier like I think a lot of people kind of go out to a restaurant and see you know a four-year-old sitting next to their (coughs) parents catching up with their uni mates Mm. over lunch or something and seeing the kids just parked up with an ipad yeah and be like not sure about that
0: I don't have a kid
1: (coughs) but I'm I'm pretty sure I don't think that's a good one yeah or just yeah yeah and and like no one seems to be asking no one's Well, people are, I think, probably all thinking like, you know, don't know what that means for, yeah, for the kid growing up, but, you know, why are we not stepping in? And I say, when I first got my mobile phone, when I was, I don't know, probably 13 or 14 or something, it was like the number one reason given was for safety and like, Mm. it was to communicate with my parents if. You know, if something's going on Mm. kind of thing. Yeah. But I think, like, now we've just encouraged way too much communication.
0: Like, it's not like... Yeah, there's a line that was crossed years ago and, like,
1: we're still sprinting. (laughs) Where it's not like, no, 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 okay, go out, yeah, go to the beach with your mates, go to the movies with your mates or whatever, use this in an emergency if you need it. If you need to call me, then you've got this device that'll call me. And now it's like no, you have to have this device because all your mates want to talk to you all the time. Mm. It's not, you know? And that's, so it's, the, the reason to have a mobile phone, I think as a young kid, has like fully changed from like, this is something to use infrequently, hopefully never, mm. other than when you need to communicate with someone in an emergency. Now it's like, <laughs> this is what, what we want you to do, your communication through it. Yeah. And so it's like going from this thing that would just... I, I remember growing up, my mobile phone would
0: sit in my school bag for weeks on end and just like out of battery. I, I remember the days of getting in a lot of trouble if you were even found with one at school because it was just such a novelty and like brand new thing. Yeah. That it... Yeah. And obviously expensive. That it was just unnecessary for us or it was deemed unnecessary for a school kid to have. And I think... I'm grateful every single day for not having had that during my high school. Oh, so am I. Like, I feel this has been, like, this long-term thought of mine that generationally I'm parked in the middle, and you're in it too, of this one, like, the luckiest generation ever. I reckon it's my year, 91, up to 94, 95, and then down to, like, maybe early 80s yeah whatever it's a pretty narrow window in the history of like human time and we're the generation that scraped through without it still learned how to use it at a like perfect mature age yeah and we're able to capitalize on it and now keep up to speed with it more so than our parents generation who still like use funny (laughs) punctuation on facebook and like (laughs) it still takes me one finger yeah exactly i mean like i still do that from (laughs) time to time but yeah (laughs) Yeah, those people who are inept at that, and then on the other side is this new generation of kids who are socially stunted and don't talk normally and can't really engage properly. Yeah, because it's been this constant influence in their social development. I mean, I feel so lucky for having avoided that. Man, I I think like this—we get to talk to both worlds—is what I mean by the fortune involved in that. Yeah. Oh man, I couldn't agree more.
1: And I think like. I think we're lucky enough to have recognised that, you know, tremendous and wonderful and engaging communication happened prior to all of this technological innovation mm. that we see it as complementary rather than supplementary mm. to other communication. But mm. I mean, going back to your
0: original point here, I think your idea is a good one, really good one. We, it could even you could even extrapolate it further where it's like until you're twelve you can only have a nokia thirty three ten or equivalent <laughs> like something that you and if you're seen with one yeah it could get enforced enough that like obviously kids will still find a way to use them and it'll be like drugs or alcohol or anything else that's got yeah. a law attached to it but it'll like put a massive handbrake on the widespread use of it yeah and then like you get you get a would you get like a Motorola razor or something oh, between mate. 12 and 16, 16 to 18, you get like, Whoa. what do you get? You get like Nokia a... Nokia 6300s were good. That's what I operated with for a while. Okay. Tell me, <coughs> is that, I don't know shit about those ones. Ah, uh, okay. fuck. I don't it know. It didn't have a touchscreen, but it was pretty no, good. It didn't have a touchscreen, but yeah. Like a sidekick. You remember those things? No. <laughs> not Fucking like the the it like well, slid it, apart and oh, it's got like Right. Nah. Look like even a, that. one of those mini PlayStations. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> get one of those and then finally when you're eighteen it becomes this like ceremonial you get the thing. Smartphone. Here's your smartphone, yeah. like and then <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's like your license. Exactly. And like <laughs> Yeah,
1: like fuck. Wait, are you any fools? No, nah, I'm still in this fucking razor. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry, bro, I can't get you on the iMessage, but Hey, if you want to hang out Next year, bro Next year If you want to go up to the park And just like kick a footy (laughs) I can still do that Oh yeah, brilliant
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay, this maybe should be another decree for um, Antarctica because I mean, imagine having that sort of enforcement of A tiered tiered mobile device Followed by this two year mandatory period Where you're not allowed to go to uni That we've discussed in the past And you have to just figure something out that you like (laughs) Just go and do a job, like any job, just figure it out. Like, you yeah. may as well just earn some money, go do some travelling, whatever. God, it would be easy to do that. Make your mind up about who you are and, like, what you want to do yeah. rather than just rather roll, than like, to... domino into uni with no purpose. Well, that's it. I, like, going back to that, dude,
1: uni, you put your applications in for uni. You have to put your preferences, like, 12 months before you even sit the HSC, Crazy. isn't it. You're like 16, 17 years old. Yeah. And it's like, okay, no, I need you to tell me now what you want to do when you're 18 to to the age of like 22. You're like, fuck, man, I don't know.
0: The crazy (laughs) thing is that that wasn't... I remember feeling that was just the automatic, it would be very irregular to not do that. Yes. But there are no consequences for just going, no, 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 I'm just going like, to wait for these results and then figure it out next year. Yeah. Like, apply for something when I know what I can apply oh, for, I know. when I've had to think about it. There's yeah. no consequences, but it's no. just not communicated as an option. It's not. Well, it's, certainly not, not where, uh, where we were educated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> Right, better yeah let's keep plowing through this list anyway
1: man this Antarctica thing's happening that's a great idea this
0: this um, mobile device license system all right I'm glad you' are into it I' have been just trying to you know just rack my brains for some practical um, preparations that we can we the, could prob- think of. the problem is, is that will not make
1: that like it won't go through is because governments and big corps have
0: too much to gain from too many like everyone using these things yep but it's like that's what I was thinking when you were saying like why why is it that it's now our primary mode of communication it's because there's so many vested parties there's so many there's just so much to gain from either advertising or profiling yeah I mean if you and I didn't have any technology
1: around here we could just sit here and drink to his draft original draft and yell to the top of our lungs being like make more of this this shit is the best beer (laughs) ever I want to buy only this beer and there'd be no marketers around to hear us and be like, oh,
0: those two guys, how the fuck can we tap into them and their mates? Dude, won't it be amazing if we start getting a few of these ads on our social feeds now because we've talked so much about Tui's draft, draft, original Draft two Tui's Draft. Tui's Draft. If I see a fucking Tui's Draft ad... Yeah. I've never, ever I've spoken about it before today.
1: <laughs> I've spoken about it, but not only in the last fortnight. Yet I, to see now. I, I
0: feel like that... Okay, that's a good experiment. Okay. Check in on that. Perfect. The okay. The draft. So this other thing happened recently that I want to talk to you about. Oh, man. Um, Sorry, I've
1: got one <laughs> more point to say on this mobile thing. Yeah. I've started, I've picked up 1984 again.
0: <pause> oh, for God's sake, man. Like, why would not, you do that to yourself? There's because... so many
1: books. You know, there's heaps more books. <laughs> <aug> <laughs> because I read it 10 years ago and it wigged me the fuck out then. And I thought, you know what? If it wigged me the fuck out then, I need to session this thing again.
0: You're a, what is it, a sadist or are you the M S and m the massive... I'm an drinker, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like, all the talk about
1: telescreens
0: is oh, just yeah. like, we've... It was we... bound to happen now. Now it's out there as a piece of work. You're just like, of course someone was going to call it. Of course someone was going to call it play-by-play. So many people were having a crack. Oh, yeah. Like, so many people have had a crack at just guessing what's going to happen to humans.
1: But, like, they're in... So the protagonist in that book is wigged out. Like, there are spots that he can go to avoid the telescreen.
0: Yeah. But it's like... Yeah, that corner of his apartment or something.
1: But we've just, like... We've just gone... No, 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 I'll just bring the
0: telescreen with me everywhere I yeah, go. Yeah, 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 we've made it so much easier. <laughs> yeah, we've got
1: gone, <laughs> Oh, don't worry about building them and they're being like, yeah, stuff yeah, out of network. view, just give me one to take around <laughs> with me, make it addictive,
0: I'll do all the legwork for you. It's fucked. Anyway. I, did you, I never sent you that trailer for that doco about Cambridge Analytica. Who basically? Oh no, you didn't. I'll do that because I think you you get a lot out of it because it's basically exactly the mechanism that you just described has happened. It's exactly how we have a president Trump and Brexit and all of these crazy things. Yeah, because of of that exact thing. Okay, sorry to interrupt. It's just. Oh no, that's what occurred to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this thing happened recently in South Australia, where um, a Paralympic cyclist got hit by a car and died okay training on a road and his disability was like an eye disability like he had some degree of blindness so blind cyclist who had had an accident before with with traffic I mean it's kind of crazy to think about I don't want to like tread on anyone's personal freedom here, but it's kind of crazy to think that that wasn't, no one called that in advance. No one thought there was a heightened risk of that happening when you've got a visually impaired, you know, Mm. but he's a Paralympian. And like, but the the, the only reason I say it is because like it's obviously a completely tragic accident, but it's, it's first like conceivably ruined someone else's life. Oh, 100%. You know? Oh, and like, And that person, I would almost think, I read this story and it just got me thinking about who that other person might have been who might now, like... The trauma that they live with now. Yeah, I feel like they would almost have a right to be kind of like, fucking, are you serious? Like, it's a crazy thing to... I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, that, this is one of those incidents that just... These are where, this is just the negotiation at play here. This is where, where do we stand on things like this? Because, you know, there's obviously like the, I guess the progressive, progressive, sorry, outlook that would be like, no, no we want people of all abilities to be able to, you know, part, you know, uh, what's the word? Take up a, do an what activity they want to do. like cycling and, you know, compete at the highest level. And obviously if you're going to compete at the highest level at the Paralympics, you're going to want to be able to train and we don't stop able-sighted people from riding their bikes on their roads. So where are we going to, like, are we going to step in and be like, no, 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 your training needs to be indoor on a cir- in a circuit or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's that's such a tough sort of, like, moral... I know, <coughs> I know. A situation. Dude. I
0: just—it was like it was a fairly um, insignificant news story in the scheme of things, but it just like it's just been so lodged in my mind as an example of that exact thing. Like where it's—is it, is it like a—is it freedom and oppression going so far away from each other that they meet again on the other side? Like you know, how you go too far right and suddenly you're left wing, and you go too far left, you're right wing, and they're just sort of like, they're the same problem.
1: I think so because, like, ultimately, this is a question of freedom and safety, Mm. and
0: like, who the victims? I mean, there are two victims in this situation. Exactly. It's a different thing if it was like some iced-out truckie, you know, who just mowed him down. But I don't think it was. Yeah. But I mean, like, what's the flip side to say that no, if
1: you're a disabled visually, yeah, we can't have you riding on the roads because
0: you're putting not only your safety at risk, but so is that maybe if we if we use this as a for instance in an Orwellian this Orwellian eventuality of. Carrying the telescreen with you is enforcing people who aren't visually impaired on the road is impossible that's an impossible level of detail for police to be able to have a, an accurate you know yeah measure on yeah. and be able to do anything about until that level of detail can be scrutinized and analyzed against your data to figure out exactly what your attributes are and what you've been doing yeah like it wouldn't be hard for an algorithm in that situation to be like say this is the future and it's like if you if you don't have 2020 if you've got 1720 no no bike riding sorry if you've got 1520 and above you can have a car license inexplicably but that's probably how stupid the law would be <laughs> but if you don't have 2020 vision you yeah, can't have a bike you can't ride a bike on the road but, you can go and ride a bike indoors but if then you if you've, the you've got some satellite yeah maybe you can go to a velodrome or something yeah. but if you're phone sends out a geo signal or or something and they can match your speed to how you've just traveled from geolocation one to geolocation two and then figure out okay that was average of 15k an hour down the road probably wasn't in a car yeah definitely wasn't walking and then like suddenly figure out okay well this is you know anthony austin goes from this a to this b Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. On Sundays, he goes this A to this B. So we know where he's going to be. Like, let's just keep an eye out because yeah. we know this bloke's got 17, 20 vision. He should not be on a bicycle. Yeah. And like suddenly you think about, like that's such a terrifying thing but to comprehend. But also completely possible. So achievable. So achievable. Uh, but I, I think the, the question
1: <laughs> to ask is, and I mean being the sports tragic I am the, the analogy I'm going to use is this right because ultimately the question is where do we want to arrive with as in terms of humanity right do we do we want to be able to monitor everyone to such an extent that we prevent that Paralympian dying in that circumstance or do we want to maintain liberties to the point where that's going to be an accepted possibility yeah and so, like, the analogy I was going to draw is, in, the, in league, for seasons gone by, there's all this stuff about how they can tidy up the refereeing to get it to a point where basically incorrect calls aren't made.
0: Yep, right. I mean, that's already kind of in motion with, um, you know, slow motion replays and ability to go to a touch judge. Exa- all of these things, yeah. And to go to the video... And the video referee, exactly. All of that kind of
1: stuff. But there's a big argument from a lot of people that it's kind of damaging the game and it's slowing the game down and there's a whole raft of reasons that they are coming why they don't like it and the debate that they're having is do we want to get the refereeing to a point where everything is absolutely 100% correct at the detriment of the, the finished product that we're railing out for our fans
0: or are you happy to let some mistakes go here and there for the integrity of the product? And so much money is being put on these things increasingly with, like, betting and sponsorship and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. But, I mean, like... I The, don't... the outcomes are, are so vested now. It's not just about a team of blokes who gets to then celebrate over the others. It's like, oh, that, that means millions and millions and millions of dollars for these, this many people. Yeah, yeah. and... Exactly it's gotta be right. It's got to be right. But, I mean... But you're right, man. It is slowing down. Do you you agree with that? You watch any test cricket and it's just like... It's kind of cool the first time when you see 10 different graphics of these ball projections and where it's gone and where it would have gone and blah, blah, blah. And then you realise that it's been like five minutes between balls and you're just like, hold on a second. (laughs) I've got other things to do with my life. I
1: mean, rugby league, like, it just... uh, As, a I guess, a long-time fan, it just fucks me off that the on-field referees... Just there's we've gone from one to two, and they've now they pretty much don't even make a call on tries themselves, they send it upstairs 95% of the time because their jobs depend on their like accuracy. They're yeah. basically just passing the back right. to someone else,
0: another invested so that,
1: party, so that they're not the person making the shocker on the field. Yeah, yeah. And I just like lament the fact that they've basically just surrendered so much of what was their job description for the sake of trying to be perfect. Mm. When it's like, I admire a referee that just goes, you know what, this is my power. I'm the one adjudicating this much. I'm going to make a call. And like... And, you know, not to try and diminish the life lost in this story that you're talking about, but, you know, if we're, if we're saying that this Paralympian that's died is an incorrect call on the field and the product the game is live yeah like what are we are we trying to strive for something that's perfect but controlled and at every minute of every day or are we like gonna take some of the shackles off and accept that there are going to be some mistakes
0: along discrepancies the way? yeah i think it's almost like um it's basically evolution it's basically like we're trying to dictate evolution To this insane degree, where we're already doing it, and so it kind of fits our natural progression of progress or whatever humans are doing here. (laughs) But currently, all the one thing we've constantly been doing is manipulating the environment to influence our genetics. Like we basically create this place to, you know, we're in charge of our own traits in a way, and where we can pick and choose evolution of our own now because of the, the ways that we've manipulated the environment or our habitat or whatever yeah. and so it's about the level of detail that we could get to where so like, that's the but thing the is thing there'd be people and the, the overarching question
1: is why though is the thing that just keeps being lost
0: because i think it's human regression or it's whatever our consensus is that that regression is and whether you think that's like probably all of the above it's regression to kill one another it's regression to rape one another it's regression to steal each other's shit and do all of these things where we know that that's not helping us as a species and so someone obviously very physically gifted and like talented and disciplined and ins- like just an insane human being to get to paralympic level that's a loss that's definitely a loss for humans and so you kind of think well that's regression that should be we would need to stop that shit happening
1: Hmm.
0: but yeah whether it's our right to even though that's all we know i don't know yeah it's interesting though i
1: think like It's just interesting what is governing the perfection that we seem to be striving for. Mm. And what, like, it's, I guess it's just what the definition of perfection is.
0: Yeah. Well, and colliding with that CRISPR technology as well, and being able to pick and choose Mm. genes and this gene editing thing that they're doing. And it's that, we've discussed that before, that line where someone who's the parent of a kid with a crazy hereditary illness that is impacting so many people's lives and is like a torturous existence, conceivably, would tell you, like, if there's the possibility that we could edit my unborn, like, fetuses' genes so that this disease does not happen, how do you argue against that? You're like, oh, my God, totally, because, you know, the quality of life difference is going to be crazy for so many people involved. But it's it's just like Dead said, Hot chicks get treated differently to everyone else, you know? And I can't speak for women but, or heterosexual women, but presumably hot blokes get the same thing. And it's just like you get treated differently depending on what you look like. Yeah. Fat people get marginalized or whatever your margin that you exist in is, there's an argument to say that you would have an increased quality of life if you changed aesthetic things about you. Yeah. And if, you, if quality, quality of life increases the measure, you can't really... There's definitely a line in there somewhere. Yeah, has got no idea where it is. Well, it's interesting,
1: I guess, like because I agree with everything that you're saying. It's that again, is just really tricky moral terrain to be treading on. And I guess, like, the old argument was like, <laughs> you're doing the work of God. Exactly. Not something I would subscribe to, but, but haven't we been doing that already, though? But that's what I mean. Like, my fear is that you know, once humanity finally throws God out the window, it, then what is it that's then going to be the thing to be like the new no. God
0: <laughs> the technology God it goes back to our original equation <laughs> throwing the nature God out the window in favour of the technology God like, yeah, but, goodbye biology okay but where's okay but
1: that biblical God who where's he or biological who's going to speak that old voice that's like you can't fuck with genes that's creation I just gave you that so don't fuck with it do you know I <laughs> sucked in cat? <laughs> <laughs> nah, you got it the second time. So. <laughs> did it have a cracker, did yeah, it yeah. fall? Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> Sucked in, cat. <laughs> yeah, like, kick rocks, cat. He looks, like, yeah, looks
1: like a grumpy. Bug. But do you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like the defense that is used. Uh, in terms of not editing genes is becoming thinner and thinner and so I'm wondering what's going to come once we like sort of just do away with any uh, sense of needing to serve a higher being which I feel like is not too far around the corner yeah 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 what then is going to be the defence for us to be like no you shouldn't edit genes do you know what I mean? Like, I'm hearing your argument that regardless of whether you're changing a physiological gene or if you're changing an aesthetic, like a, a more physical gene to affect a quality of life mm. in some degree, well, like, are we just gonna start programming fucking everyone? Is it just gonna be like Sims? Where you're just like, hey, uh, like, we're interested in having a kid. Um, can we design it with you? Well, like, you're going to a sketch art. Yeah,
0: totally, totally. But I think it's like, the problem is that it only has to happen once and then it gets. Par- it doesn't matter if it happens again the next time. If you're passing that gene along, it's like a, It's going to be a ripple effect yeah. throughout generations. So it won't take very long until there's no such thing as, like, natural genetics anymore. Wow. What'll that look like? That's, yeah... Again, the question I asked is like, what are we striving for with that? Yeah. Do you know? Because... I don't know, it's a big question. Yeah, yeah it's a know. huge question.
1: Because of course you would... Imagine if they could come up with a way to like alter your genes so that you could not contract any
0: form of cancer. I think, yeah. So isn't the w- would the technologist's argument be that the easiest way to avoid physical disease is to not have a body? <laughs> I guess, like... Right? Like, isn't that the easiest way to mitigate all of the risk of being unhealthy or dying, basically, ageing? Yeah. I think that what we're striving for is unification. Isn't that this whole singularity yeah, theory that we're basically step by step but very rapidly in the scheme of things, learning how to just occupy... All of our minds at once into this one consciousness, and it's really yeah. messy because it involves a lot of rapid decisions about what's right and what's wrong, with like chaotic communication about it. So but I feel like that it's leading—that's where it's leading.
1: Yeah, I agree with you,
0: and it's which like, is kind of exciting.
1: I don't know. I just like my fear is is that like we're losing a bit of Earth's character
0: in this quest to just. But Earth is still the same bubble in space. Yeah. Humanity's character, I should say. So I have this theory about, um, <laughs> about, about all of this. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have a crack at this, but bear with me because it's, a, it's not a very well thought out theory. Yeah. There's a lot of holes in it, but bear with me. Say an alien that definitely exists basically was traveling the universe and came across Earth or was just in the position where Earth was when some crazy thing happened on the sun, the Big Bang, whatever you want to call it, or like something happened, the fabric of the universe ripped and the alien basically got stuck here and then just began multiplying and multiplying and basically diversifying itself into the Earth, into this insane Litany of like millions of living organisms and millions of non living but organisms, like beaches and mountains, and like these things that are beyond <laughs> our understanding of biology, but part of this huge network basically, yeah. which is then provided the resources for one animal, one single component of that network to start basically gathering all of the resources at once to unify and then leave so that it can keep on cruising the universe because it's an alien. And so, basically. This—that's the the one life force that connects everything—is this one original like alien? Alien, because that's the only word we've got for it. But this being that could traverse the limits of space and time, and yeah, was that's maybe the unification that we're doing right now—is just like assembling all of the resources that we can. I'm not saying it's a great thing that we're pulling the oil out of the earth and all of that, but. It, maybe so, it's because, like, humans are the vehicle for intergalactic exploration right. or whatever. Or, like, re, imagine if it was reunification beyond this one big alien with the rest of its alien family in some other galaxy. So you're saying that
1: intelligent life in the universe, this is just the mechanism by which it proliferates and continues to exist. Is yes. it's just a cycle of utilised resources evolved to a point... Where you've outgrown that biological being and environment, yeah, and then just fuck off, yeah, and then you know maybe humanity's first step will be to Mars, but then who knows where we'll evolve to from there or where we'll go.
0: Yeah, exactly that kind of concept. Yeah, that concept exactly. Yeah, because I feel like (laughs) that it's basically a blend of all of the um, all of the religions, basically. Like it's got the Christian and Muslim basic tenets of things like respect your parents, don't kill people unless you really have to depending on which part of the Old Testament you're reading. <laughs> um, stuff like that. And then it's also got like polytheism, the Hindu element of like there's God in like mountains and shit and all like celestial beings. There are gods around, higher powers. And then Buddhism as far as the... There's higher power in everything. The being covers everything. And it's kind of like... And like we're at one with the earth. Exactly. Like you're part of it. Yeah. So is he, so is she, so is... So is that fucking rock. So is that tree. So is the whale. Yeah, exactly. So is the petrol. So is the petrol. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I mean. Is that for me, this almost (laughs) reconciles the way that we're pillaging the earth and just hell bent on this... This mission that you and I are trying to figure out what it is. When you ask, like, what is it that we're working towards? All right, maybe that's why. And it's like, okay, so the future
1: interpretation—the future to be strived for—is to get the fuck out before we can't. Yes, and okay. Well, I think basically. We're almost at the tipping point for that. It's, we've got to make a call pretty soon on... We'll just are, the are timer. we just set timer. Are we trying to get the fuck out or are we trying to stay the fuck here and sort it out? Mm. And that decision is going to have to come very soon. And so if the decision is, okay, no, 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 abandon, abandon ship, abandon ship. Let's do what we can to
0: and just suck this place for what it's worth. Not fuck sustainability. Let's just... Well, that's why, fuck sustainability, that's why Elon Musk is such a badass, no matter what happens, is that he's trying to work on both of these things. He's like, I'm trying to work on stuff that's going to give us more time here. I'm also working on contingency in case we need to get the fuck out. Yeah. But, okay. Did you see his new car thing? (laughs) No. Dude, he had a uh, press release of this new vehicle, this armoured vehicle thing, and was boasting about how strong it was, and had a bloke on stage throw a rock at a window. And it just went in the window, just like shattered the window. And he's like, oh, shit, and it was so awkward. And then he's like, oh, have another go, shattered another window. (laughs) This just, it basically broke the internet for a few days. But I wonder if maybe he's so smart that it was was a was a prank, it was a stunt, to basically the next time that he says, oi, trust me, this time it won't happen, It's going to be so much egg on his face, so so many more people will tune in to watch that demonstration where it bounces off and suddenly everyone's like, oh, that's wild. I want one.
1: Yeah. Knowing him and
0: knowing what he's capable of. Could be. Fair chance. He looks like such a psycho because it kind of seemed like an authentic reaction. He was like pretty embarrassed. But also he's such a psycho that he might have just... He's probably rehearsed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, mate. So, what do you reckon? You reckon we work on things to get out of here or figure out how to be well, here longer? If you I had think, to pick one.
1: I think I'm just a bit of a sentimentalist. Like, I'm, I kind of love this planet. Mm. So,
0: I'd like to think. Me too, Matt. It's the only planet I've ever lived on. Same. Yeah, yeah
1: same. Same. Couldn't find anywhere in Mars. <laughs> There's not much on Miller's <laughs> back. If you have a look. But I just, I, I think I'd just like to think. That if humanity is as intelligent as we continually sprout that we are, that we could acknowledge that we fucked up, sort out a problem and rectify the issue mm. together and just be like, okay, cool, brilliant, nice work, guys. Let's
0: keep going. What's the next shit that We're we so have to We're so bad do at it so far, though. We're so bad I at know, it. I know, but like... We're still figuring out who gets to be in charge of what and like some people just want to be in charge of everything. <laughs> the capitalists they call
1: <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but you know, I, I I don't know, maybe I'm a hopeless romantic for thinking that. Maybe I need to start being more practical in my thinking and being like, "Alright, well, where am I going? What's next then?" <laughs> you know, and yeah. rather than be like, you know, feel like I need to ask the question of like, "It's not when will I have kids? Like should I have kids?" Be like, no, of course I'll have kids because I want life to continue. Yeah, yeah. let's, like, it won't be here. So let's fucking workshop on where that will be and what it will look like so that we can just keep going. Mm. (laughs) So that's, you know what? I've actually come away from here feeling a bit more positive. Oh, good. Because maybe that's it. Maybe we just have to say, look, all right, Earth, yeah, Earth's nice. I know you know you got the seven wonders and you got heaps of beautiful stuff but we're sorry like we got to go
0: but you like you're um yes disney but you're closes. talking you're talking a lot about it you're talking about it a lot like there is an alternative <laughs> like we can for sure just like bugger off to the moon or well, mars or something we need to fucking figure it out what's the op- what's the other option I think the other option is hedging your bets that you'll be one of the last ones. And like some humans will figure it oh, out. Some humans are hedging bets. Some humans will figure it out. Like by the time that fire is just constantly raining from the sky or whatever you think is going to happen. I mean, that's not far from happening to a lot of New South Wales oh like now. Oh Fuck me, eh? Yeah. But... yeah. <laughs> Boy, but don't talk about climate change. That's disrespectful, no, mate. No, Come no. on. That's this fucked me off so much in this whole... Saga, dude, this woman left her burnt remains of her house on the steps of parliament today or yesterday or something, protesting climate change and like both liberal and labor's inaction on climate change, and also this fucking thing where like you're just not allowed to talk about it because oh, I have some decorum, someone's just lost their home, you know, don't talk about it, don't talk about that now. It's like I, re- I got this, um, I got this green piece fucking like email and Richard De Natale was writing about how it's the exact same um, dynamic as the gun lobbyists in America. When every time there's a mass shooting, someone wants to go, okay, can we talk about guns now? Because we've got a whole Happened bunch again. of, our, like we've got a brand new death toll here. And everyone's like, have some decency for the people who have lost lost loved ones here. Like don't talk about guns right now, please. Like don't talk about politics. Have yeah. some like decency. Yeah. Don't politicize this. This yeah. is a personal problem. Which is exactly what's just happened with the bushfires, despite like all of these indigenous groups who have been lobbying to put back burning management plans in place for the last like several years, identifying the specific spots that have just like erupted. Going, Like these are loading up with fuel, like we've got to do something about it. And Scott Morrison's just like, No, 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 we're doing other oh, stuff, no, we're tossing the crew. shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm standing in a suit and tie on a circular field, talking to a guy because hopefully his sponsors will endorse my government. Well, I, I, my fear the problem is, is that I think
1: in Australia, you know, recent weeks would say otherwise, but up until kind of like. In my opinion, the last decade, climate change has been a thing that has been a sort of more elongated thing that outlasts what you, what a term in government's going to be. Mm. And so it becomes a negotiation of like, how much can I afford to invest in something that I won't be the one ruling over?
0: So short-sighted, because it's going to look it's going to look so culpable in the history books. There's going to oh, be absolutely no mistaking really? well, who didn't do what. Like, it's just so that's dumb. the thing that is, yeah. like, just so
1: utterly embarrassing is about being Australian in this context is that, like, our fucking elected leaders are morons when it comes to this. And they just, like,
0: you know... The... I think they're really... I think they're pretty intelligent people, but I think it's just, like, the... It's the taste of money. It's just too good. Like, once you start getting it... I, I bet... Yeah. I just think that there must be so much money in Canberra that's just invisible who's oh, in whose man. pocket and like who's, be. who didn't donate money, but shit, man, he gave me a really good deal on a new Mert or like, oh, he knew a guy who was selling a house real cheap on the North Shore. <laughs> like it's, yeah. I, I bet there's just so much, it's just a whole other oh, economy. It's yeah. so, it's so, um, it's very disenfranchising because you just feel like how on earth do you begin to do anything about it? Yeah,
1: I know. Oh, well, Rolls. <laughs> There you go. You just fucking sunk me again, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think, mate, we're only like 10% down my list. Here. No, I'm just kidding. That's pretty much it. Okay. Have you got any last quick? Yeah, yeah. I've got one. It's okay. kind of to do with what we've just been talking about as far as headphones go with the telescreen. Like, you put headphones in on yep. the telescreen and the potential for invasive hypnosis. Like, imagine some 60-second sequence of audio... That could, like, specific audio tailored to the listener that could just melt their brain? I bet there is. I bet there is. I just bet no one's ever, like, said it to you yet because they don't know exactly what it is, but someone's working on it, dude. Fuck oh off. Don't fuck yourself. You can't just drop that
1: on me, mate. All right, we're done. <laughs> you can't just drop that shit.
0: We got to an hour. <laughs>